Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning, welcome to On The Pace with Michael Gearan for the next half an hour, courtesy of Harness Racing New South Wales. Nice to be joining you, hope you had a great weekend and back to winner if you're that way inclined. On the harness racing front, we had $2 million races, one in Cambridge in New Zealand, but with Australian representatives. And the other one, uh, the Nullarbor in Perth. And it was won by, actually Cronulla by, New South Wales horses and better zip it in Spirit of St. Louis. We're going to try and talk to both camps this morning. Now, Cameron Hart who drove Better Zip It is actually in an inquiry for a driving offence. So we're hoping he wants to join us. If he gets out of the inquiry in time, we'll talk to him in the next half an hour. We'll also talk to Luke McCarthy, who, along with his wife Belinda, trains Spirit of St. Louis and won the feature race out of Menangle on Saturday night. So we'll talk to him about where their open-class horses are heading. But... If you're in the state, or you're like betting in the state of New South Wales, today we head to Newcastle. The first on the card there goes at 1.38. And a young lady doing great things in the sulky, who has a really strong book today, is Grace Pinella. Morning, Grace. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Morning. Thanks for having me. Have we dragged you off the track? Were you jogging horses when we rang you today, or are you getting ready to go to the races? No, we're actually getting ready to go to the races. Um, we've finished pretty early today, which is, gives me time to sit down for five. Well, I'll, uh, I'll make this quick then because you're a busy girl. So for some of our Gallops listeners, Grace, they'll be listening to this and think, hey, I know that name, Penella. Penella, I know that name. Of course, you're, uh, you're Lauren's little sister, is that correct? Yeah, little but taller sister. <laughs> oh, okay. And, and now she's doing wonderful things in the US. You're doing great things in New South Wales. What's the win count up to? What, are you, what numbers have you got around you at the moment? Because you seem to be driving a lot more, and I'm pretty sure for someone who's only young, you're over the 100 wins. Yeah, I think um, I'm up to 121 wins now. Um, this season I've had a pretty slow start. I've been out um, for six weeks for suspension and um, just come back this week. So, yeah, I've off to a slow start this season, but looking to have some luck in the coming weeks um, just to get me back on track. So your sister, Lauren Penella, and there is Lauren Tritton, of course, is married to Shane, and they're living in the US. They've got Lock and Varart and, and a wonderful team around them. Do you get to talk to Big Little Sister very often and, and catch up on how things are going in North America? Yeah, we try and talk every day. Um, obviously, the time zones are a little bit hard. It's morning over here and late there, but um, we try and I try and FaceTime the kids or speak to the kids every once in a while, just so they don't forget who I am. But um, yeah, Lauren messages me every day, and every time I have a race meeting, she goes back and watches us and uh, watches and gives me some friendly, but not mean advice. But um, yeah, no, we we try and speak on the daily. It's a wonderful sisterly bond, and I'm, I'm great to I'm glad to hear that. Any any ambitions for you to go to North America, whether it's just for three or four weeks to see the family or take the driving bag and, and have a steer? Having your sister over there, I'm sure you're watching more North American harness racing than you used to, Grace. So would you like to jump on the big bird and go have a look? Yeah, look, it's definitely on the cards. Um, I was looking to go um, about September this year just to, to get over there and have a look. Um, as for driving-wise, I'm not sure I, if I did head over to North America that I'd have a drive. I'd probably leave that all up to her. But um, on the cards in the future, you know, North America is, is um, everybody's sort of ambition. 
when they're doing so well, especially the younger male drivers here. Um, but yeah, if I do go to there, I sort of want to do the more training aspects. Um, I have a bit of, a bit more interest in um, in training for the moment, but um, I'm loving what I'm doing. I'm loving what I'm driving. But yeah, getting over there and, and having a steer wouldn't be too bad. But um, yeah, I would just stick to watching Lauren go around for a while. What is your training extent at the moment? Because most harness people obviously drive horses in the afternoon, but they, they work them in the morning. So who are you working with and for? Um, I'm working for Clayton Harmy at the moment. I don't have any trainer of my own. Um, I sort of just I'm taking advice of Clayton. He's a very good trainer and um, knows his stuff very well. And I just taking everything in my stride that he teaches me. So, um, yeah, let's look, it's a, it's a future thing, but... Um, for now, I'll just stick to driving. Right. We need a winner, Grace. Everybody has expensive weekends and lots of things they want to do later this week. So you kick off the day with Ravy Bay in the first on the card at one thirty-eight. One you obviously know pretty well because Clayton trains the horse. Gets a good barrier draw over the mile. Does Ravy Bay have the gate speed to use that? And uh, is he ready? Yeah, I think so. He trialled really good and his work's been um, super this um, this prep. So we're just hoping um, that he does have a little bit of gate speed. He sort of wobbles out a little bit, but once he finds his feet, he's pretty quick. Um, I think he left left pretty quick in the trial and um, he trialled, as I said, he trialled really well and we're just hoping for some luck on our side and I think today could be his day. Uh, in the third on the card, you missed the second. In the third, you're on another horse who has to be a chance, happy as... Straw on the second line, but two on the second line isn't a disaster. And without being rude, it's not the strongest race in the world. No, definitely not. Um, second line's um, pretty good for that horse, I thought. He, he probably lacks a little bit of gate speed. Um, so just following through, and like you said, this um, race shouldn't, isn't very strong, and I'm tipping the speed wouldn't be very fast either. So we'll just um, come late with a run, and I think he should go pretty close. Race four goes at 3.25. You're on Big Time Hustler. Look, there's not a lot of recent form in saying that. It's Newcastle on a Monday, so there's not a lot of recent form either way. But he does have some ability. He's won the 13 races. Yeah, um, he's a little check earner. Um, he does have a little bit of gate speed, so we'll be looking to make a forward move early and see where we end up. But um, again, I think he, he's not out of it at all. We just sort of need the luck and... Um, his form's not great, but he sort of gets into a low race, sorry, lower race today, and um, we should see um, where we end up, and we'll just determine what we can do. But I wouldn't leave him out either. Race five, you get a big job in front of you with Avon Den because you've got the outside of the front line. There's only seven across the front line in this race, but all the speeds drawn down low. So, you got any ideas what you're going to do here? Um, haven't had um, a really big thing about that, so sort of um, drawing the car park, so that's not great. But like you said, the speed's inside of us, so we'll just have a look at the start. And um, he's toughed it out in the chair before, and he's sort of a you know, one-paced horse, so the chair wouldn't hurt him at all. Um, so we'll just see where we end up and and how hard they're going to go early, whether we go forward or back. But um, yeah, he's going to need a lot of luck today. You're having your second to drive on Spirit King in the sixth on the card. Pretty nice type of a horse. He's a Captain Treacherous. I haven't seen this one go much, but is he a typical Captain T? Is he one of those nice, big, strong, hot ones who, who when you do drive those type of horses, must be a bit of fun? No, he's actually the complete opposite. He's sort of tall and lanky, but um, I've only driven the horse once, and he's, he's given me a really nice feel. So 
Um, we'll just see again what happens early. There is a bit of speed in that. and um, He has got a bit of gate speed, so we'll have a look to see what happens at the start, really. And, um, yeah, we'll just have to go from there. But um, I think he's one of my best chances of the day, so I'm not going to put the jinx on myself now, but um, we'll just have to see what happens. Clayton trains uh, Mitzi Gaynor on the same race, so you'll know these two horses. For the punters at home, as unbiasedly as you can, can you compare the two favourites for us, or, or two of the favourites for us, because uh, Mitzi Gaynor's drawn inside you? Yeah, um, I think she is one of the class runners of the field. You know, she, she looks better this prep. Um, she had a pretty tough prep last, last sorry, last prep. Um, I think she is the one to beat. She trialled really well, and um, she's been working really good and she looks super. So, yeah, I do think she's the one to beat. You're driving the seventh on the card. You're getting lots of drives. It's good. Um, it's all about Jack. Um, hasn't been to the winner's circle for a while. No, and he's first up for a little bit. So um, he'll probably... I don't think he'll burn out today. I just think he'll um, just go for a lot of luck, I think. Um, the speed's drawn inside of us and he doesn't have great gate speed. So we'll just have to slot in somewhere and, and hopefully he runs on. In the last on the card, you drive Stealth Bomber, who hasn't raced for a long time, but's had the two trials recently, and I've seen them both. And look, I thought they were okay. I think Stealth Bomber's got to win in it somewhere, whether it's today or not. I'm not sure. Yeah, I thought um, he was a pretty good chance today. Actually, he's finally got the barrier draw. Um, I drove him in his last trial, and he hit the line super in in a bit of time. So um, we'll just hopefully. Um, Lisa, she'll um, say, let's come out today. And he hasn't been in front for a long time. So if we can hold the front, would be good. But um, leader's back three fence isn't too bad for him either. He sort of just, he likes to be cuddled up and have one run. Um, but yeah, we'll just, um, like I said, we just have to see what happens early and, and go from there. All right, Grace, what's your best chance of driving a winner this afternoon at Newcastle? And don't worry, you're not going to mock yourself because the bottom line is the horses aren't listening. <laughs> um, I think race one, Raby Bay. I just think today could be his day. Grace, it's been really nice talking to you. Nice to have a nice, enthusiastic 100-plus win driver. And please pass on our regards to, to Lauren and Shane. We, we might get them on the radio over the winter as things start to heat up there and cool down a touch in New South Wales. Hey, get round safe today. Thanks for taking the time. No, thanks for having me. See ya. Grace Pinella up to, just checked, 121 career wins and... As you could hear, she's, uh, she's getting a lot of drives and a very enthusiastic young lady. So great to have her on the show this morning. Her best race won, Raby Bays. Only had the four starts for two placings. Someone who's at the other end of the spectrum is Luke McCarthy. We promised him a couple of weeks ago we wouldn't bother him for Sky Sport Radio. Well, he had a horse run second in a million-dollar race on Friday, so we're bothering him again as well as some good results out of an angle. Good morning to you, Luke. How are you, mate? Yeah, good morning, Nick. Mate, Gloucester Park, Friday night, it must have been unusual for you. You were, you were watching a horse you and Belinda train uh, in a million-dollar race. You weren't out there yourself. It, it did a good job, Spirit of St. Louis. And, look, he just keeps turning up, getting a check. Um, what was it like being on the couch? I presume you were on the couch at home. I presume you weren't there watching a horse go around for a million. I actually had to go to Newcastle, Nick, because Jack normally takes them ones up, but, of course, he was in Perth, so... I just watched it on my phone on the way home. And, um, yeah. What, did you pull over? So, uh, no. But, um, <laughs> but, yeah, look, we were all really happy with him. We were disappointed with him the week before. 
Um, we thought, you know, I think I beat seven metres, but we didn't think he pinged like he could. And, um, you yeah, know, he might have just done too well in that first week of being over there. Um, just got a bit fat, we thought, and Jack's done a great job with him and tightened him right up the next week and he come out and run a super race and, you know, went with it ahead of win, win the million dollar race. He's sort of almost, in some ways, his own worst enemy because he's got such great gate speed. Um, I still think he's probably a better horse following, but when you've got that great gate speed, particularly around Gloucester Park, you sort of need to use it, but then you've got to start making decisions on whether you hand up to horses who want to attack you or don't. So he's always part of the conversation, isn't he? Because he's always going to be in the fight, and then it's a question of, I suppose, what you do with him during the fight. Oh, he's just been a great great little horse since he come across from New Zealand. He's over the million dollars now in earnings since he's been here, and you know, he's got that tactical speed. Um, we weren't sure if he could get across or not, and Jack just, you know, he, he rolled the dice, and yeah, he, he probably wouldn't have went too far if he couldn't cross Magnificent Storm, but he, he pinned across, and look, he, he went great. We, we, we were a touchdown on him the week before, and he, he's just a good horse. They show up for good races, and he showed that he sort of bounced right back to his vest. Look, a lot of people in harness racing talk about gate speed. Um, you've obviously driven more at Menangle than anybody, which is such a gate speed track. Can you teach horses to have gate speed? Can you shorten their hopples or get them all keyed up in the prelim to help them develop more gate speed? Or is it one of those things where some horses are just faster than others and that's the main part of the equation? Oh, I think they've either got it or they don't. They could, um you know, a lot of horses have still have speed and can wind into that last quarter, but that just that point to point speed off the gate, you know, Lewis has got it. Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of horses can run some twenty six quarters, but it's more the point to point speed as, as the gate goes. Back on this side of the Nullarbor, obviously you had a successful night, you and Belinda, of course, at, uh, at Menangle. First of all, let's touch on the King or Kingmaker. He's now a sub-150 horse. Um, that picture in the conversation to be a free-for-all horse? Yeah, look, we've really always liked this horse, Nicky. Anyone who's first six in a row when you come across from New Zealand and just had so many setbacks with him. He had a quarter crack and he had a heart thing. And, you know, it just took us a long time to get him right. And, you know, we've always really liked him and he's very sound now. And, you know, he put a couple of really good wins together and I think he'll be... You know, genuine free-for-all week in, week out at Menangle. A little bit later on, talking about free-for-alls, we saw Mark Shard back in the winner's circle, and, God, he's done a great job. He's He seems older than eight, because he's been around for such a long time, and he beat a horse who is older than eight, Ultra Orlando. So he had a stable Quinella. Are these horses who, Luke, the Grand Circuit sort of passed them by at their age, and, and they'll just have that racing week-in, week-out at Menangle type thing? Or, or are they horses who might enjoy the sun on their back and might get a trip to Queensland during the winter? Oh, look, you know, both our two old fellas, they're probably nearly ready to retire, you know, but they they just keep fronting up at Menangle and making money. So while ever they're sound and enjoying their racing, they might as well just keep punching around. I, I think the absolute the top races are past them now, but... Um, you know, they're still making great money for connections week in, week out on Saturday nights. Another horse who's doing the same is Fairy Tinkerbell. She was probably always going to be the horse to beat in the Mears race the other day. She's now won quarter of a million. She's won 17 races. 
Um, yeah, she, she actually just panelled them the other day. Is it a case that when she is away from the absolute best mares, she's going to be too good for most of these, or do you still think there's a Group 1 mares race in her? Oh, look, she's been flying. She run third in the Ladyship Mile from, you know, a very bad spot in the race, went super, and she's sort of come back and probably should have won the Wong Cup last week. Jack running a bit of trouble at the 600, and... Yeah, it looked like she would have won that race. So, you know, Saturday night, she did look very hard to beat, um, especially like Jack and Grimaud didn't have their better mares in the race. So, yeah, it did look a good race for her. And, you know, she's going well. Like, we had the Queensland with her through the winter. There's a group one mares racing up there. So, you know, if she gets a good draw, and she's always competitive in any good race she is. Everybody now starts thinking about Queensland and all the racing ahead up there for, for, for what's going to be some huge money. What about expensive ego? I take it Spirit of St Louis will go because he just loves to seem to be in everything. Um, is expensive ego a horse who's going to be aimed at that? Because I know there was some talk eventually he might end up in North America. So what's the plans with him? Yeah, he, he's ready to go again. Look, he had a break up in there for a while and he's, he's trained down really nice. Uh, he, he, he'll resume racing you know, in fortnight. Uh, same path as Bondi Lockdown. They're, they're at the same level of fitness. So we'll just we'll start them up in a couple of weeks and, you know, might get about four runs into them before the Brisbane Carnival, which is in July. Mate, tomorrow we have at Menangle our usual Tuesday afternoon meeting, and there's actually some pretty good racing there. There's the, the Gold Bullion Series for the two-year-old Colts and Geldings. Just ask you quickly about a couple, because your ones will take money. Horse in race six, up against Soho Spectre, so it's not going to be easy, is Dashing. Um, we've only seen it on one occasion. How does Dashing go? He goes quite good, Nick. It's, this series is probably a touch early for him. Um, I think we won't see the best this year for six months. You know, even three or four months, perhaps later on in the season, and the British Challenge come around, he's just doing a few things wrong. But he put it together at the trials for the other day and trialed against Soho Spectre, and I thought he trialed really nice. So, you know, we're not expecting him to beat them more experienced Colts, but I think he's doing a decent race. You drive Lock and Van Brute in the same race, and he's got a wider draw outside all the favourites. It's not going to be an easy place for him to debut. No, he needs more time. Okay. Chicago Bart is in the seventh on the card. Um, what do you make of Chicago Bart, who again is making his debut tomorrow? Yeah, nice little horse, Smith, but yeah, um, a bit the same as Lockenbar Brood and El Franco DR on the Colts. They're probably just not ready for this series, but, you know, they're eligible, so um, yeah, they've got to have a crack at it, but I think the new experience Colts will be hard to beat. To wrap up the day, in races eight, tomorrow you have Rocococo, and in race nine you have a horse I really like. I think he's a good horse, and I think he's just got a bit of maturing to do, Rock and Roll Hammer. So can you talk us through Rocococo and Rock and Roll Hammer, please? Yeah, I really like both of these colts, Nick, and um, they both trialled last Wednesday in England and won uh, um, Hammer on second in trial, and both of them won his trial. So, you know, they're up to the mark. Uh, they're in winnable races, and they'll both sort of you know, give them at least four or five runs and you'd like to think they could both head to Queensland for the Derby. All right. What's the, what's the better winning chance of them or, or for those punters who don't mind a multi on a Tuesday just to get themselves involved in Menangle? Are, are you quite confident they can both win? Yeah, I'd definitely give them both good chances even though they're first up from breaks. But, I'd, I'd, you know, I'd advise the punters to stick his rock and roll hammer 
Britain's whole campaign, I mean, it's pretty good. Mate, it's always great to get your insight into the big team for you and Belinda. Um, oh so close in the million dollar race on Friday night and Spirit of St. Louis, as you said, over the million dollar mark. Another top three for all for Cobbity. Thanks for joining us, Luke. No worries. Thanks, man. Luke McCarthy. We're going to hope to try and talk to Cam Hart. He's um, He's been in inquiry, nothing serious, he's just an inquiry for a driving offence, trying to try not to get suspended, but he, he keeps winning big races, um, won the Inter-Dominion of course, he's now won the million dollar Nullarbor, so if he gets out of the inquiry before we head to the commercial break at 11 o'clock in the morning, we'll try and talk to him just with the harness racing heading around Australasia, um, obviously the other million dollar race, we'll, we'll keep trying Cam as we're talking to you and updating you on what's going on. So the gold bullion tomorrow at Manangle, but the other million dollar race was at uh, Cambridge, which is a galloping stronghold in New Zealand. There were two Australian horses in the race. Um, Better Eclipse was a very brave fourth for Greg Sugars and Jess Tubbs, and they also had triple eight in the race. He broke a hopple and galloped. It wasn't his fault, so he broke a hopple. That race won by Copy That, who led and Old Town Road trailed. They ran first and second. So in many ways, relatively similar to the Nullarbor lead trail first and second after an early burn. A lot of those horses, which include Self Assured and the two Australian horses, and copy that, uh, will head to Alexandra Park in Auckland, which goes the other way around. So that's right-handed. Uh, this, set, uh, this Friday, sorry, they have a race called the Taylor Mile, which, as you would expect, is over a mile. So they head there, and then they head to the Messenger over 2700. That's the race that Majestic Cruiser won last season. So a bit of trans-Tasman harness racing coming up at Alexandra Park the next two Fridays. And also, Aldebaran Zeus, the Victorian trotter, came to New Zealand and won on Friday night, driven by Chris Alford who hadn't driven in New Zealand for five years. Now, he'll go to Alexandra Park and race right-handed for the first time on Friday night up against the local star Muscle Mountain. So they'll go head-to-head maybe two or three times over the next four to six weeks. So it's always great to have the Trans-Tasman Harness Racing going on, and that will be happening in New Zealand. And, of course... That'll be on Sky Television. We'll talk about it on Winners on Friday, Finding Winners. And you can bet on those uh, races. And fixed odds will be up around Tuesday via tab.com.au. Uh, on the closer to home front, the Queensland Carnival was still a couple of months away, but it's looming. And you just heard Luke McCarthy talking about taking horses like Bondi Lockdown, an expensive ego there. Uh, they have some huge racing. One of their big races is the Rising Sun. Now, that's 350 grand. And it's for four- and three-year-olds. Now, Merlin, the New Zealand-trained three-year-old, has accepted the second invitation to the race. The first has gone to Leap to Fame. So Leap to Fame, the hometown hero of Queensland Harness Racing, will race in the Rising Sun, almost certainly in the Blacks of Fake, which is for $400,000. And then he'll come to Menangle first weekend, first Saturday in September for the Eureka, where he'll be up against Captain Ravishing and, of course, the Miracle Mile winner in Catch a Wave. So Catch a Wave's back in work, won the Miracle Mile, had a spell, Tex, as they called him, is back at Andy and Kate Gath's property. And, of course, Captain Ravishing's gone for a spell, but will now have a new trainer 
for the early part of his next campaign, whether that is pre-training or whether that's actually to take him to the races, uh, we will find out. So a lot of moving parts to this massive race, the Eureka. There is futures betting on it, tab.com.au. And we're going to see Leap to Fame probably earlier than we see Catch a Wave. And Captain Ravishing, well, he's in a, a little bit of limbo, but he'll be there for the Eureka first Saturday in September. Sounds a long way away, but there's these disparate form lines, and we'll try and keep you up to date on where they're heading. And more importantly, who's going to want to take these horses on? These three four-year-olds have such massive reputations. You can make the case they might be the best three horses in Australia. And if it is the case, it'll be interesting to see which three-year-olds want to go up against them for the $2 million stake. Just on Better Zip It, we are trying to get hold of Cameron Hart. We can't get hold of him. He is in an inquiry uh, for a driving charge, so he might be looking at a suspension of a bit. But Better Zip It, well done to Jason Grimson, to the horse's owner, Mick Boots, and to Cameron Hart for flying the New South Wales flag so successfully. Uh, And the Nullarbor, the first Australian million dollar slot race that was at Gloucester Park on Friday night. If you missed it, he managed to get the lead off Spirit of St. Louis in the middle stages and the New South Wales horses running first and second. So first and second in the million dollar race, continuing a wonderful last 18 months for Jason Grimson and for Cameron Hart. So unfortunately we can't get hold of Cameron this morning. There's an update, a very broad update on where all the good horses are going over the next couple of weeks and further into that with the Queensland Carnival and counting down to the Eureka. Harness racing today in New South Wales. We go at Newcastle. If you are just joining the show, we spoke to Grace Pinella. Her best of the day is Rabbi Bay. That's race one, number three at 1.38. Tomorrow we head to Menangle and Young tomorrow night and then back to our usual Bathurst on Wednesday night where after a week off, because she was travelling to Perth to host the Nullarbor, Brittany Graham will be rejoining you for On The Pace on Wednesday morning. That'll be at 10.30. Thanks for taking the time to listen in today. We thank Grace Pinella and Luke McCarthy for their time. As I said, Brittany, back with On The Pace at 10.30 on Wednesday.